fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is that time again for Attempted Broadcasting Excellence. Welcome into the broadcast here for the Voice of Reason on a pre-Friday celebration. Thanks for hanging out with us today as you do, hopefully every single day, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening we appreciate you very much. Boy, do we have a show lined up for you today. It's funny. I do this entire thing. I do my show prep. I figure out what I'm going to talk about. I bring up some articles. I jot down a couple of notes, which some people script out their shows. I can't do that. For those that watch on the video feed, I have some notes with a couple bullet points for the entire hour, and <laughs> that's about it because we just kind of go with it from there and go with the flow, man. I can't read scripts. I would be a terrible politician because I can't read a teleprompter, unlike Joe Biden, who can't read or think out loud, or read a teleprompter. See that? Right off the bat, doing some Joe Biden jokes. Biden, how you feeling there, buddy? You doing all right? Feeling good? Maybe? I don't know where my flip is. That's unfortunate. Okay, here we go. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. <laughs> I appreciate that. Bottom of the hour, we have Scott Powell. He is the author of the latest book, Rediscovering America, which you can find at rediscoveringamerica.net. We're going to talk with him about Are We Already in a World War III? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So we're going to do that at the bottom of the hour. Get set for that. We'll talk about Russia and the Ukraine. We'll talk about China and Taiwan. Apparently, China has been testing some missiles now, and there's smoke all over the place, and they're testing missiles that could potentially hit Taiwan. So are we ready for that battle? Plus, we'll talk about Pelosi, Biden, our leadership, and a heck of a lot more. So we'll get to all that. I have two story, two personal stories that kind of bleed into our topic here first off. One of them doesn't, but it's just a sad story that I have to get off my chest because I don't usually feel this way. I got to admit, for those that have listened to my program for years or a long time, uh, both on the local front and on the national front as we continue to grow, you know that I'm not the most pet-oriented individual. I don't, I just, I've never been a pet person. Not really. I grew up on a farm. Animals had a purpose for food or for revenue or like cats and dogs. The cats were there to keep the mice away. The dogs lived in the barn to keep the other animals away from the bigger livestock. Like they had a purpose. They weren't there for a pet. You didn't get emotionally attached to them. They were just there. And over the years, Mrs. Voice of Reason has tried to break me from that because she grew up with lots of pets. Lots of dogs. They bred dogs. They've had lots of animals. And having dogs in the house is a very foreign thing to me that I'm still trying to get over. And we're about ready to hit 10 years of marriage coming up in a month. Yeah. (laughs) She's slowly been working on that with me. Well, we have a few pets in our house right now because obviously I'm the man of the house. that can dictate what goes on in that household. I'm joking. Uh, But we have a few pets in the house and I've warmed up to them being there. I don't necessarily go out of my way to do a whole lot of things with the pets, but they're there. We're cool. We're cool. There's one dog and one pet in particular where I have grown attached and fond, and she's been with us now for, I want to say, probably about four or five years. Uh, Well, we have a couple other pets as well, and one of the other pets that we recently got maybe two years ago, we had to put down last night. 
And it's been kind of an interesting day, and it's been an interesting night, and we had to put it down because it got extremely sick and wasn't able to eat and was skin and bones, and it, to the point to where it was suffering so bad. I uh, We thought it was going to be a revival. We thought, like, after it's been going on for a couple of weeks, and this last week started eating a little bit more, starting being active a little bit more, and we thought maybe it's on the uptrend, things are great, maybe we can just recover from this thing. And then last night we saw, after not seeing it for about three days, we saw it and realized that had to put it out of its misery. So we had to do that. And really the hardest part of that, which I, I have to admit, I've never had to put down an animal since I was like a kid living on a farm. And my dad told me to go do it myself. So I was already prepared for that type of situation. The hardest part, I think, honestly, was telling our eight-year-old daughter about it because she was extremely attached to this animal. Although I will say that it was majoritively my animal. And I say that not because I adopted it, but because it adopted me. I wanted nothing to do with it because, again, not being much of a pet person. And then once it got familiarized with the house, it would never leave my side. It was always around me all the time. If I go downstairs and work in the home studio, it was right there. If it was, uh, if I was sitting upstairs watching TV, it was right there. When I was working outside, it was right there. It was always following me. So it ended up adopting me, and I got attached to it as well. And haven't had to deal with that in years since I was probably like 10 years old because I just don't get attached to pets very often. So a little bit of a tough one there last night and today a little bit. But, hey, we make it happen. You know, circle of life thing. And it's about all you got to say that. I don't know why. But it's it's just an eye-opener when you have to explain it. And then how do you explain it to an 8-year-old about the pet going to animal heaven? kind of thing so it was a conversation we had last night but she was kind of forewarned as well she knew it wasn't doing well for a while she kind of had the anticipation that it was going to so you know we had that conversation and i think it's a good life lesson for them and at that age i guess is the appropriate age for them to start thinking a little bit more about some of that stuff my second story of the day is a little bit happy and peppier one i i love absolutely love for those as well in the local area, the company that I work for, we now have a Spanish station under our umbrella that I get to see uh, that's right here in the same building with us, just a couple studios down. And one thing I have to admit that I absolutely love about having a Spanish radio station in our cluster and that I get to operate as the operations manager for my company is that they bring in food all the daggone time, and it's awesome. Like... I don't know how many times a week I get to either eat a breakfast burrito or a taco at some point in the day. And this just warms my heart, makes me happy. Now, here's the thing with the Spanish station. And for you that listen semi-frequently, you know I love the hottest hot sauce that you can have. Like, it's got to taste good. You can't just have, like, the stupid one-chip challenge where it just doesn't taste good. It's just hot for a purpose of being hot. That's dumb. It's got to taste good, but it's also got to be spicy. And I love it. So I always ask for the spiciest thing that I can possibly get, and I had some of that today. So, baby, today we are going to be breathing fire on this program because it's fantastic. Now, I want to relate that to the headline that we see today with the latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today? The latest story is, of course, that happened just about an hour ago, uh, an hour ago according to Politico.com, is that the Biden administration has officially declared monkeypox as a public health emergency. Now, I don't know how many cases of monkeypox are in the nation right now. I have not looked at it, but it's nowhere near what we are at with COVID-19. We don't need to go and hibernate indoors again. We don't have to start wearing masks again. We don't have to let off the at 60% of the workforce across the nation again. We don't have to shut down the economy again. 
but they declared an emergency so we can expedite the vaccine for monkeypox. Now, for those that follow the monkeypox thing, you know predominantly how this thing spreads. And I'll break it down. It not just spreads, but spreads outside. Let's reclassify this. Spreads outside of Africa. Even Yahoo News, some of the most progressive liberal news sources come out and admit how the monkeypox is spread outside of Africa. Africa is a different story. That's where it comes from. That's where it is. And it's a common thing, which is why they try and they talk about how it spreads just within the household very easily. Outside of Africa, it is a very rare thing because this virus has been around for years. But all of a sudden now we see this all over the, all over the country and all over the globe. Outside of COVID-19 now, when everybody's immunities are shot either because of COVID-19 or because of taking massive amounts of an uh, mRNA vaccine that has limited your immune system to be able to fight things naturally and build antibodies naturally without being dependent on a vaccine. So I find that kind of ironic. Put on the tinfoil hat on that one if you want to or not. But Yahoo News reports. Outbreaks of the viral disease have been reported in 78 countries so far, mostly in Europe, and 98% of cases. We're not talking 40%. We're not talking half and halvesies here. We're not talking the kind of sort of majority. We're talking 98% of cases outside of the countries in Africa where the endemic actually began are caused by cases of men who have sex with men, according to the World Health Organization. This is the, the WHO. The largest health organization on the globe that tried to tell us all the lies about COVID-19, they're admitting 98% of cases of monkeypox are spread by men who have adult relations with men. So I ask you, is it necessary to have a vaccine for something that we know how it transmits itself? Look, I just ate some really insanely spicy tacos a couple hours ago. I will probably have, uh, you know, I'll probably have an upset stomach. Probably not because I eat this stuff all the time, so I'm used to it. But let's just say I'm used to eating spicy tacos, but I love spicy tacos. And all of a sudden I go to the doctor because my stomach's hurting. And Andy, you have ulcers. You can't eat spicy food any longer. You can't eat spicy tacos. You can't eat any hot sauce. You can't make salsa. You can't do anything. You can't have that because you have ulcers and you are burning your stomach lining. You can't do this. You're going to have acid reflux. You're going to have intestinal problems. You can't eat spicy food. So I go and I continue to eat spicy food. Then I go to the doctor and say, I want you to inject me with something to get rid of the pain while I continue to eat spicy foods. I'm assuming most people are going to shake their heads and be like, hey, dummy, why don't you just stop eating spicy food so you don't destroy your body and stop getting ulcers and heartburn or whatever else that you're going to have from eating the spicy food? Just stop what you're doing and all the symptoms will go away. Now, I'm not telling individuals to not do their own personal lifestyle however they want to. What I am saying, though, is that we know exactly how it transmits. We're not saying, well, this is the conspiracy of how it could or trying to bash some sort of lifestyle in any way, shape, or form. We're just saying, hey, this is how it transmutes. If you're concerned about getting it, then just be wary of that type of lifestyle and then you'll be okay. But with the cases skyrocketing, the WHO WHO and the U.S. Department of Agriculture or the FDA or the NIH or anybody else in the medical industry at the governmental level has not come out with a single word about saying maybe we should back off on this for a second until we figure out how to stop the spreading of this virus. Just slow down a little bit. Don't 
go to the bar and hook up with some strange individual and just spread things around. Slow down for a second until we figure out how to help protect you. That's all anybody's asking because isn't that what they told the entire population of the country for the last two years with COVID-19? Don't go see your ans- or your uh, grandparents and your great-grandparents because you're going to kill them. Don't go to work unless you have three masks on, you're spraying yourself down with Lysol, and you're wearing plastic gloves because you could kill somebody. Don't go to a business, or if you do, stay six feet apart from each other and wear a mask, or else you're probably going to spread it or get it, and then it's your fault for the spread of COVID-19. Remember the contact tracing? We're going to follow up with everybody that you've been around for the last week to try and let them know that they could potentially have been exposed to COVID-19. They're not doing any of that for this monkeypox garbage. When we know, we didn't know how COVID-19 was transmitted. Was it breathing in? Was it airborne? We come to find out that it was airborne because we saw massive spikes in cases as the wind directions blew across the nation. It wasn't because of individuals sneezing on you, although that didn't help, and we needed some common courtesy on that front. This one, 98% of the cases across the globe outside of Africa, we know exactly how it spreads, yet not a single word about, hey, back off on this slightly until we can figure out how to protect you. Is that too much to ask? But no, we can't do that because then it would be offending a certain group that we're trying to keep as our voter base. All we're trying to do is protect you. I want you to live. I don't want you to get sick. Protect yourself. Use some personal responsibility and think for a second, maybe, just maybe, I should be a little more cautious in my lifestyle so I don't get something like monkeypox. Why is that so hard to say? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason, common sense, and sanity. That's what we try to have on this program, at least. We do the best we can. Whether that happens or not, that's uh, for you to decide. Welcome back in. 24 minutes past the hour. By the way, we do have our newsletter coming out on Monday this week so or next week so if you have not signed up for our monthly newsletter i know it's a week late but i didn't get to talk about it much last week because i just forgot and didn't have a chance to do so so i i wanted to give you plenty of time to sign up if you have yet to do so go to hoosierreason.com that's h-o-o-s-e-r reason.com sign up for the newsletter it's free we have our monthly blog on there we have our issues with the show we talk about the latest guests we've had a lot of stuff on there it's really cool it's totally free and we don't spam you a whole lot, just a once-a-month email. So whosyourreason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, reason.com. Sign up, and we will send that out on Monday. This weird fascination with vaccines nowadays. Since COVID-19, when they did a very good job at scaring us to death about what kind of virus this is, we need to stay home, we need to social distance, we need to wash our hands, which you should be doing anyways. We need to wear this mask And then we have to get this vaccine. You can't go back to work unless you get this vaccine. You can't go out in public again unless you get this vaccine. I don't understand that mentality. And since then, now, every time we see a new virus, it's, oh, what will the vaccine do for us? When we've forgotten the entire mentality of what a natural immune system does. Now, I get there are things out there that you need a vaccine for. I'm not anti-vax that they try to say. I'm not an anti-vax, but I am I think we have too many vaccines and we've relied a little bit too much on them. And as we see more viruses and we become more scared and we understand less about the immune system, then we uh, understand it less and less to where we rely on them more and more unnecessarily. I think there's a reason for vaccines to where polio is not being spread around. But at the same time, I think there are other reasons why we don't need one. And now we have a monkeypox where there is a clear sign outside of the countries of Africa in the continent of Africa, there is a clear sign of exactly what spreads this thing. And instead of just saying, hey, this is a lifestyle that has a risky behavior that could potentially cause monkeypox to be in your system to give you these blisters or these boils in this pain or whatever else you get with the symptoms of monkeypox, then maybe we should, and instead of just saying, hey, you know that the risk health, the health risks here, you know the potentials of what you could do with this lifestyle, be cautious until we figure it out and understand it more. Instead of saying that, the first thing we run to now is, hey, we need to get a vaccine. Where's the vaccine? That's why they declared this declaration of an emergency. With the Biden administration now declaring an emergency for monkeypox, when there's nowhere near the cases like COVID-19, when we know exactly how to stop it or how at least to slow the spread of it, unlike what we did with COVID, they still sign this declaration of emergency so they can expedite the monkeypox vaccine. And I have theories, don't have any proof or anything, but I have theories on why they would do that. Number one, because the mRNA vaccines, number one, have limited the ability of natural immunities to actually spot something new and be able to create antibodies against it. So now we become dependent. So they're kind of have a demand for it. And number two, the amount of money that the doctors with the NIH and the FDA and everybody else in the government, along with Big Pharma, has made from forcing vaccines upon the vast majority of the population today has bled into, hey, well, now COVID's not a popular thing anymore. What can we start making vaccines for as well? Because now we're on the vaccine hype train. It's the cool hip thing to do is to get a vaccine every time there's a new fear of a new virus. I've said this before right now, unless you're driving, which would be a really stupid thing to do. But if uh, if you're not and you're just listening to this program, I want you to stretch out your arms. And I this is not information that I've made up myself. 
These are doctors that I've talked to on the air and off the air, along with holistic uh, doctors that uh, that are in the local area that I talk to as well and that I work with on the side. Reach out your arms around you. Make like a bubble, your personal bubble, your personal safe space with the outstretched arms around you. Within that bubble right now, as you are listening to this, there are trillions of virus and bacteria around you that you're breathing in and out. Now tell me why you need a vaccine to fight all that stuff off when it's happening right now and you don't even realize it and your natural immune system is doing what it's supposed to do. But now that the media selectively picks one virus because it's spreading around by actions that people are taking, we need a vaccine. And I just don't understand that concept. Scott Powell, right around the corner, rediscovering America. Are we in World War III? We'll touch on that when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. That's right. Welcome back into the program on the home stretch here. Last half hour, Reason, Common Sense, Sanity. That's what we try to have on this program. It's tough trying to bring Reason back into a regular conversation across the nation. <laughs> trying to cram that 10 pounds of Reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Multiple radio stations all over the country plus TV, live streaming, and the podcasting. So during the break, my home radio studios, where I'm based out of with our flagship out of Wichita, Kansas, I have a major window right beside me here, which is always affecting me with the lighting, with our live stream and our cameras that we have in here. Uh, But there's a big window right here. So during the breaks, I can always look out. And we have a little wooded area by the studios. We're in town, but we have a little wooded area right outside here with a little uh, creek. My wife gets mad because it's a creek. No, it's a creek. That's where I come from. But there is a deer out there, and I just, I always, there's always tons of them out there. But I laughed because in my head, I looked and I couldn't tell whether it was a buck or a doe. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, it's a doe. And then the song automatically starts in my head Doe, a deer, a female deer. No, I'm not going to sing for you, but uh, every time, every time I see a doe, it gets stuck in my head and it <laughs> drives me nuts. Let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? Excited to have on the program uh, as we talk about trying to bring common sense back into this world, not just in the United States, but in the world already. I mean, uh, his latest blog, the United States is already in World War Three. Can we get back to some sanity? Can we get back to common sense in this country? And can we actually get back to loving the country that we used to grow up in with 
the fight against critical race theory, the fight against the progressive movement, the Barack Obama's wanting to fundamentally change the United States of America, the burning of the American flag and the hatred of, you know, not God bless America, but you know what? The chickens are coming home to roost. This mindset, can we get back to appreciating what we have in this nation? Excited to have on the show. He is the author of the book, Rediscovering America, How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. Also, his latest piece in a, on his blog, The United States is Already in World War III. Uh, excited to have on here Scott Powell with us here. Scott, how are you, my friend? I'm well, and it's really a pleasure to be with you and your audience. Yeah, I, I'm excited to have you on the program. I appreciate this. Let's talk about your blog post here for a second. With all the craziness in the world, we have... Ukraine and Russia. We have Russia, or uh, we have China in Taiwan. We have the Biden administration. We have Pelosi poking the bear with China. Are we in a World War III right now? Well, we are. We actually have been in a in a in a war for uh, a long time. It's intensified, but this is an irregular, unrestricted war, uh, and it's not. A, a shooting war. It, unlike a physical, the physical territory and fronts of conventional war, the battlefield of this war is our minds and souls. And our enemies understand that, they know that, and the goal is to confuse and demoralize Americans through ideological, spiritual, and, and what I call psychological operations or psyops. And, and other deceptions. And it's unrecognized by most people, uh, it, but it's been, it's been going on during the last century in different forms and from you know different actors the and the primary targets of this war are are us american people's sense of identity and belonging you know our family orientation our faith in god and our appreciation for our country mm. um and the the enemy battle plan revolves around creating division and when we look at our society think about it you know we've got division between children and parents between young and old between races between genders heterosexuals and homosexuals, the vax and the unvaxxed, it just goes on and on. And this, this is a strategy that our opponents are using to, to weaken us. You know, division is, is contrary uh, to God's ideal of harmony and unity. That is very true. I, the division, and that's something that, the unfortunately, the progressive side of the aisle does very, very well, is the divide and conquer, the identity politics, putting everybody in a box. Because if you have a certain skin color, if you have a certain religion, if you have a certain heritage or background, if you have a certain language, then you just fit, or a lifestyle or gender identity or whatever else, that you fit in this box, and therefore you have to think this way, you have to act this way, you have to vote this way, you have to believe this way. And if you don't, then you're the Uncle Tom that's uh, just absolutely absurd for you thinking outside of that box. And we're going to come after you in a vicious mindset because how dare you just step out of the norm that we have described and, and created for you. So then we have to ask ourselves, why? Why are, are they doing this? What motivates these people? And the... And it's very clear that it is power. These people are have tyrannical uh, motivation. They want to control society. And we should, as Americans, that's just the, really anathema. It's contrary to who we, you know, who we are and how our country was founded. We, we want freedom, and uh, we thrive and flourish when we, have, when we live freely. Each one of us has created with unique talents and skills and levels of motivation and so forth. And when we're allowed to fulfill, uh, our, you know, our, our 
dreams and ambitions and uh, you know uh, creative impulses, we we do great things. Uh, yeah. And most of us, you know, we don't relate to power. We we don't want power over other people. But unfortunately, our our adversaries, that is exactly what motivates them. And it's it's really scary to think that we could lose our freedom in this country. But it has been it it, it is being encroached on. Um, it has been encroached on in the last few years in very, you know, incredible ways when you think about it, how many of our constitutional rights have been violated and taken away. Yeah, I'm into that. Talk about when you think that it really escalated to the point that we're now in this, quote-unquote, uh, silent World War III. When did it really escalate to that point? Because progressives have always tried to use the identity politics. I mean, obviously we had slavery and segregation and so forth. But to take it to an entirely new level where we have disarray and what they try to claim is anger and division across the entire country and even the globe based on these identity politics and this this tearing apart of society and the family values and the family unit as a whole when did it really take it to this level well i think the seeds were planted uh in Saul, with Saul Alinsky's uh, uh work his book called uh, Reverly for radicals, and he is the one who came up with rules rules for radicals. And um, these rules were introduced by the you know he he was a a Marxist leftist. He didn't use traditional Marxist analysis and Marxist language. He used his own creation, and that's in Rules for Radicals. But it it. Uh, it, it, it has taken root in the Democrat Party, and you find one of one of those things we can see very clearly is there's no there's the division is so great there's no there's no room really for compromise there's no room for debate there's no uh, respect and tolerance for different ideas. In fact, most of the people on the left they don't want to talk about ideas. If they did talk about policies and real ideas, they would lose the argument. Sure. And so what they do is they they just uh, tear down, uh, ridicule, marginalize, denigrate their opponent, and when that is successful, then they don't need to talk about the ideas because they've they've destroyed the messenger. And of course, we could see that very clearly, uh, you know, with Donald Trump. I mean, he was uh, that's exactly the strategy they used to bring him down. Trump's ideas were sound. His policy his policies worked quite well for the country. Yes, his style was different. He wasn't a politician. He came from a commercial real estate background in New York City. That's a tough, tough place. And he, you know, but I think most of us gave him grace because we liked what he represented. And he was a big champion for freedom yeah. and upward mobility for the poorest of the poor. He did wonderful things for poor people. I mean, when's the last time a politician really helped out the poor? Sure. Yeah, they might dole out more money. But Trump's road was to was to help them become independent and help them earn more money, help them be, help them to to you know move up, if you will, in their place in life. I completely agree. Yeah, there's a big difference between I'm going to create a new government entity and, and department or agency to quote unquote help individuals by raising taxes and distributing wealth more, as opposed to what we heard back in the day when Donald Trump was running for president in 2016 of, you know what, oh, he's the business mongol, the multi-billionaire business mongol who's down there working with the construction guys and talking to them while they're on the forklift doing their thing uh, and actually helping them out and being relatable to them. Those are the differences and that's what I don't think 
think the elites or the globalists or the the the, the big government types or whoever, however you want to call them, I don't think they grasp that concept. No, and I can speak from experience. You know, I have a uh, an academic background. Years ago, uh, I left academia entirely, but. You know, I, I went through, uh, you know, uh, a rigorous program, master's degree and Ph.D., and so when you're at that Ph.D. level, you're kind of looking at your professors as your contemporaries, as people you might join. <laughs> you might, they might become your professional friends uh, on the faculty, and I found so few of them that I could respect that I thought, you know, I don't, I don't belong here. I, I, I belong with doers. I belong with people that are making things and making life better. Uh, but, uh, you know, academics tend to be elitists and, and policymakers, people who go into government also have that tendency to, to view themselves as an elite group. And when you view yourself as an elite, then everyone outside of your group is what? They are less than elite. They are, <laughs> they are the masses. <laughs> and the idea is to you know, is to control those people, uh, not really to raise them up. Yeah. And, uh, you it's know, the, it's, it's just a sad it's all... commentary that, that elite rule becomes corrupt rule. Sure. It, it, it always it, does. It becomes a... morally corrupt, and we can see it so clearly. And our founders were so brilliant in creating the Constitution that they did because they really sought to mitigate this corrupting abuse of power. Exactly. Uh, and they really believed in the people. Yeah, it was it was supposed to be run by the people, so that way there wasn't a hierarchy and a class division, but it was all supposed to be the same. we got to take a hard break here real quick. It's Scott Powell rediscovering America. I want to talk about that book and some of the great stories about this country to bring it back to some patriotism in this country when we come back here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, Joe. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Last few minutes of the program goes by way too fast. I don't care what anybody says. We are the fastest hour of radio on radio. Multiple radio stations all over the country, plus our live stream, podcasting, TV. We're everywhere. If you can't find us, the hell's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. We will be joining some more radio markets here soon as well. Right now, we are hanging out with the man himself, Scott Powell, Rediscovering America, how the national holidays tell an amazing story about who we are as we try and bring some patriotism back in this country. And we have, uh, for the last remaining uh, bits of the show here, Scott, let's talk about some of these stories. As we talk about immigrants coming into the country and flooding our borders because they want the streets paved with gold and the opportunity for everyone, as we battle critical race theory and how the teaching in public education is about how we're just a racist, evil, horrible nation uh, that we should apologize for, as we try to battle for the values of this nation, let's uh, talk about some of these stories and how important it is to remember these and remember how precious this nation really is. Well, I think the, <clears throat> it's important for everyone to really understand the true history of America. We're not a perfect nation. No, no nation is. Yeah. But um, we are the first country in human history to have outlawed slave trade. We were the first country to do that. We actually uh, did so before Great Britain did with the work of William Wilberforce. You know, with the story of Wilberforce, he took 20 years at crusading against slave trade. But we actually accomplished it at the Constitutional Convention. Now, they, they didn't outlaw it right away because th- it was too big a, a task to take on. Their job was to create a constitution to bring the 13 states with an effective government. So what they did agree to was to outlaw slave trade by 1808. So we were the first country, and simultaneous to the Constitutional Convention, there was uh, the... the uh, the uh, Confederation government, uh, under the Articles of Confederation, yeah. this was the first government, uh, and the Constitution was going to replace that. But they were still meeting, and they were discussing the, f- the fate of the Northwest Territories. And, you know, the government of the United States at that time in 1787 outlawed slavery in all of the Northwest Territories, which mm-hmm. ended up being about six different states when it was finally divided up into states. So that's where America stood at its founding. And the critics of America never talk about any of this. Their knowledge of history is is extraordinarily deficient. And so their false narratives can take root when people don't know the truth. So rediscovering America really presents uh, the, the, the true history of our country. It doesn't whitewash our problems, but it puts them in a perspective that uh, you know that that gives us a very balanced view 
of who we are as Americans. Well, I think there's more pride in that, isn't there? I mean, instead of either whitewashing it and saying it never happened, we're the greatest thing since sliced bread, or on the other side saying we're the most evil nation on the face of the earth because we've done all these bad things, I see it as a bit of a pride of, hey, you know what? Yeah, we've gone through an evolution. No mankind in any way, shape, or form is perfect. No nation has ever been perfect. No no nation will ever be perfect, and we sure as hell aren't perfect. But we've been able to evolve. We've been able to grow as humanity. We've been able to fine-tune our system. We've righted a lot of our wrongs. We've, we've had growing pains, and we've overcome a lot of obstacles. That should make us proud of this nation for how far we've come. And do we have still more to go? Sure we do. But that should make us prideful. Absolutely. And, you know, we are a remarkable nation. You know, people have, they poo-pooed American exceptionalism. But let me just remind people what, what that is. I mean, uh, the average length of government systems and constitutions is 17 years. America's had one constitution uh, for 234 years uh, because it's worked so well. And when we think about exceptionalism, America has 4% of the world's population, but do you know that we are responsible for 96% of the world's creativity? Wow. 96% of the creativity that we enjoy with all our high-tech gadgets has come out of the United States. That's amazing. We are 4% of the population, but we have 25% of the world's wealth, and that was created by people, hard-working people. It's not created by government. It's created by the people who are free to pursue their dreams, and in so doing, they created a lot of wealth. Mm. A remarkable country. A remarkable country indeed. Rediscovering America. Rediscovering America. It's a must read and it's the perfect way to wrap up the program today. It is Scott Powell, Rediscovering America. The website, rediscoveringamerica.net. Go and check it out. Scott, I appreciate it very much, uh, my friend, coming on the program. Let's do this again real soon. Oh, I look forward to it. Thank you. You likewise. I'm looking forward to it, getting you back on the show again. Until then. That does it for us today. We're back at it tomorrow for a Friday, getting you set for another weekend. Make sure to swing by podcast up in just a little bit. But until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.